What's up, guys and gals? This is Rick Martinez, host of the No Soliciting Experience, asker of questions, maker of memes, knocker of doors. Gosh, that was cheesy, but you know it's not cheesy? The podcast. My goal is to talk to top performers in the door-to-door industry and even those who have left the industry. People who have done super dope things and continuously doing dope things. Again, in the industry or out of the industry. So, guys, I'm super excited to bring on this next guest. So, without further ado, let's get into it. They gonna love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live? They gonna love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live? All right, guys, welcome back to the No Soliciting Experience. Super pumped to have on two guests today. Uh, Boomer and Tyler, thank you so much for being on. Um, And if you guys don't know who they are, they are two of the four um, owners, founders. Sorry? Musketeers. Yeah, they are two of the four musketeers on the online door knockers. So thank you guys for being on. Um, Do you guys mind introducing yourselves? Whoever wants to go first. Tyler, hit it. Let, let's do it. Well, what's up, guys? I'm Tyler Tashiro. Uh, I am originally from Southern California, and I feel like, and this is what I've shared in, in most podcasts and, and stuff like that when I've shared like my bio, I feel like entrepreneurship is literally just in my DNA. I can't escape it. Uh, when I was, I think my first thing that I ever did entrepreneurially, Boomer's heard this story so many times now, he probably, he, he could share it probably better than I could share it now. But when I was in third grade, I remember uh, when kids would get in trouble in our class, our teacher would make us uh, during recess time, write, I will not, and then fill in the blank to, for, you know, a common thing that kids would do. So I will not disrupt the class or I will not, you know, throw paper, airplane or whatever it is. Right. And she'd have to, she'd make you write that down like a hundred times on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and do that while the other kids are at recess. So what I did is I went home and I pre-wrote out these almost every night and then when kids would get in trouble in class during the day i'd sell them to them and they would get to go to recess because they'd get you know they'd be able to turn in that done piece of uh whatever punishment assignment and so that transitioned into me um selling like hot cheetos and candy in third and fourth grade so i go to the liquor store before school i'd pick some up pick some up and then go resell it at school and, uh, I mean, I did a bunch of other, like just hustle type stuff like that when I was really young and, uh, that transitioned into when I was like maybe fifth or sixth grade, my buddy and I would go and have our parents drive us to Costco and pick up a bunch of water and Gatorade. And we'd go down to the boardwalk in Newport beach and we'd sit out there for a couple hours and make a couple hundred bucks each selling water and Gatorade as like 10 year olds. And, uh, this is how I know entrepreneurship is in my gut though, because this is what we did as 10 year olds. Mm-hmm. We hired on my sister and her friend for like a small percentage of the profit. They sold way more water and Gatorade on the boardwalk than we did because they were cute little girls and we were, you know, teenage boys or close to it. And they get to keep the percentage of that money. And we would literally get to body surf all day, hang out in the ocean all day with all our friends. 
walk back and check on the stand every so often and collect our money. money. We did no work and we made money. Yeah. And from that time on, I mean, you can imagine I did everything under the sun, uh, business-wise, entrepreneurially, uh, you know, growing up from there. And then uh, by the time I was 18, uh, I already knew college wasn't in my path. I just hated school so much, even though I was pretty, I was pretty okay at it. Uh, but I just didn't try to be honest and I didn't care about it. And so, uh, when I was 18, I became an affiliate for a network marketing company. That was my first intro into any type of that stuff. And that only lasted about 11 months, but during those 11 months, I saw some pretty good success. Um, the network marketing company is called Vima. If those of you guys, you know, who are, who were around in that space at that time, it was a pretty big company back in uh, the early 2010, 2012, 13 area era. And, uh, so I saw some pretty good results there and did some pretty cool things. Um, and met some, most importantly met some really cool people. And so because of a combination of like just my hustle and the success I had at the time, I went from, you know, literally being dead broke at 18, even though I was working like a couple side jobs and stuff to making consistent, you know, 1500 2k weeks, uh, as an 18, 19 year old. So it totally changed my, like my, my perspective on, on money and the ability to just hustle for <laughs> and actually make like decent money doing it. And so, um, at that time I met a mentor, uh, my, my the, the, the number one, I would say he's the number one most influential person in my entire life um at the time and even to this day and his name's mark hoverson and you'll hear about him in my boomers intro as well because he also he mentored boomer myself coda and uh a bunch of other uh now you know up-and-coming businessmen businesswomen in you know 2020 and uh him and i under you know i started mentoring under him and then it quickly turned into like a mentor slash business partnership we launched a couple different companies together from 2013 to 2018. Um, and in 2018, he sadly passed away from cancer. Um, and so during that time, I was kind of in a big transition because I'd spent so many years building businesses. Um, and at that time, there were successful businesses that were doing, you know, multiple seven, eight figures a year. Um, but, you know, because of all the the situations that came about with, with Mark and his passing and uh, everything that had to do with it, um, it left me kind of at a crossroads where, uh, even though we did a lot of cool things, I didn't have that much to show for the last, you know, five or six years of work. Um, and so I ended up working for a marketing company who I will leave unnamed. And I was very unhappy there for the next year and a half. I was doing marketing. I was their marketing manager, um, handling a lot of their internal campaigns and promotions. And even though I was making decent money, I was really freaking unhappy. Uh, the people there didn't get me too hyped up to work there. Uh, the projects I was working on freaking bore me to death. And during this time, Boomer and I were kind of scheming behind the scenes. Like what is, what's our next big move? You know what I mean? Because we've had at this point, like a lot of things come together, fall apart. A lot of businesses that did really well, a lot of the, that didn't. And we were kind of just putting our heads together, like based on our experience now, and the refinement of knowledge that we have, like what can our next move be? And that's actually when the marketing agency started for uh, the solar space and the door-to-door -door space specifically. But we had a bigger vision from that because of the projects that we've worked on in the past. And that's how ODK was born, Online Door Knockers. And I'll, I'll end it with this because I know Boomer's going to do his, his backstory a little bit and then we can get a little more into ODK. But since... I started entrepreneurship back in, let's say 2012 for real. And then way more years before that, if you're counting like all the little hustles that I was doing growing up, 
this is the number one most excited project I've ever been, worked on. And it's because of the, it's simply because we see such a big market right now that can be impacted in such a deep way through what we're doing and so many lives that can be changed. So I'm excited to, to get more into ODK here. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, uh, short story long, entrepreneurship's in my blood. I've been doing this stuff since I was a little kid. Like I literally don't think I can get away from it. I don't think there, I'm going to, until the day I die, I really do think I'm going to be doing something hustling in some sort of way. Uh, I'll be a 90 year old, you know, selling Gatorade on the boardwalk and shit. So there it is. There you go. <laughs> I'll kick it to you, bro. Dang, dude. I, Tyler, I don't even know how to follow, follow up with that, man. Um, I got so lost in your answer, like lost in a good way. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> just well, background, like yeah, where? Just your intro, like your background. Yeah, just... yeah, man. Um, so I'll keep it. I'll keep it pretty, pretty short because Tyler, you'll find as like as you come to know us, we we spend a lot of time working together, and a lot of our background is pretty similar. But me, unlike Tyler, I do not come from an entrepreneurial background. I mean, I knew I always wanted to like, you know, have like money and you know all of that stuff like young childhood dreams was like yeah well I've, duh i want money and like i'm gonna do my own thing or whatever the case but um you know in regards to the hustle i think tyler has more experience uh, than i do but yeah man i'll just fast forward to about the time we got we uh that i got uh, introduced to my mentor um the same one that tyler had mentioned here and that you'll hear a lot about if you're just if you just pop into ODK for a day, um, you'll and, and just literally scroll. You'll see this guy's name pop up, you know, just post after post. Um, he's really had a, a huge, like a monumental impact on us. But yeah, I I started out. I was in college uh, early. I I tested out of high school and went into college at the age of 15. I was in junior college. By the time I was 18. I was at university at uh, University of North Texas in Dallas, and uh, and I just I found that it wasn't really my place. I would be in class and I would just be drifting off, like why am I here? And I one day uh, I I had the thought, like I I think I'm actually wasting my my mom's money right now by being in school because I don't freaking know what I want to do you know society has this weird thing where it takes the biggest uh, most life determining direction like decision um and it puts it on the shoulders of like our youth at such a young age dude yeah so, at 18 you're supposed to determine <laughs> yeah. what you want to do for the next 80 years that's a yeah. good idea <laughs> yeah it's it seems a little backwards in in you know in all of its theory like it should be a little bit like hey take some time discover what you love and then go to school and specialize in shit and i i was just severely put off by that um so i ended up dropping out of school and doing being a part of this affiliate uh, program that Tyler had mentioned as well um, and really adopting the belief of like, you know, like real, like now that I think about it, it was like capitalism. I was being indoctrinated by capitalism and I was sitting there thinking like business is so cool. I could work for myself and be uh, and, and really just have high level of impact on other people and everybody wins, everybody makes money. That's freaking awesome. So went down that path, you know, years of failed businesses, marketing, you know, learning those strategies, um, just 
kind of trial by fire, falling on our face over and over and over again. Um, and fortunately having the mentorship there in place so that we could really like latch on to somebody who's doing it at a very high level, at a very elite level. And, uh, and we, that we just kind of like immersed ourselves in that world. Um, you know, so you'll, you'll see a lot of the principles and a lot of the, uh, you know, the mindset stuff that we, I just posted today, a fiery, uh, mindset kind of thing to get you thinking about morning routines and how it like contributes to our overall sanity as humans. Um, so, uh, but yeah, man, fast forward to today, you know, Tyler covered the agency getting started, man. And we just, we wanted to do something um, that not only like fueled our fire, we love running communities. We love, um, we love reaching out to people. We love fostering wins and helping, uh, you know, people just, just make new breakthroughs, man. Uh, it's something that is really, really important to us. Uh, and, you know, we, we wanted to take that and package it into you know, what is now ODK. And so we're having the freaking time of our lives, man. We're teaching people how to market. We're teaching people um, how to adjust their mindset towards, you know, not only sales and marketing, but like life, right? We're teaching um, door-to-door reps how to actually pivot and maintain their, their level of lifestyle and bring that over from knocking doors since that was like stripped away from us in the whole pandemic shit crisis that happened. Um, you know, and we're, and we're truly providing tools, um, the value and the resources for people to go out and, and, and create some really awesome results for themselves. There we go, guys. I'm, I'm personally a huge fan of what you guys are doing, right? One, one of the things that really sticks out the most is you guys like to foster wins. And I think that's in, in any community, that's just what lacks, whether it's, the online, what you guys are doing with the online marketing or the door-to-door, it, it's so funny because I, I, I just did a podcast with this lady this morning. She's like 59 years old, right? And just absolutely killing it. Um, she was telling me how her, how she became so good at what she's doing was out of a need, was out of a need to help out her daughter. And now she's looking to take care of all of her customers the same way she takes care of her daughters, right? Or her, mm. her daughter. And I think that's that's just kind of what's, what's lacking is just like that. I want you, I want to help you because that's what I want to do. Like, obviously, yeah. I mean, you guys aren't, aren't running the charity. You guys obviously have to be profitable from this as well, but I feel like your approach is more, it's more, let me help you w- start winning, start compounding wins. It's basically like the, the law of, uh, oh gosh, the law of risk reciprocation. Reciprocity. Yeah, reciprocity. Reciprocity. There we go. Mm-hmm. You just give, 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 and you're not really doing it, expecting anything in return. But once, once that return comes in, it is a fat return, right? Which Bro, can you hear my dog snoring in the background? Huh? <laughs> can you hear I my can. dog snoring in the background? No, dude. That's hilarious. Okay, good. That's hilarious. Well, yeah, bro. No, I agree. It's the, the law of reciprocity is like that's the real deal, man. I mean, that's what that's a legit fucking law that I believe in, um, and and it's it, it's like it kind of works like how people assume karma works, right? It's like what you put out, you get back kind of thing. Um, but this, you can actually track, 
You know what I mean? Like you can track the amount of depositing you do into your people. Here's what separates, mm -hmm. in my opinion, ODK, Boomer, myself, our team, Jordan, Coda, and the rest of the people behind the scenes. I mean, we have over the coming weeks, we have some teammates that um, maybe we'll, we'll start introducing to the ODK community. We have a, a couple of VAs that we work with that are amazing that help the operations go smoothly here. We have a, a new team member who just got onboarded last week um, who's behind the scenes for some of the marketing campaigns. But here, here's the point, though. Our mission here at ODK, like you said, is like it's pretty straightforward. Uh, what we're doing is like you said, we're not running a charity. We're not, there's no secret that we have a marketing agency that does lead gen for the door to door community. That's no secret. Everybody knows that we want everybody to know that. But if people are a not looking to use us for lead gen, totally fine. B if they are only looking to get some strategies that they can try to implement, you know, in their own door to door business. Awesome. C you know, fill in the blank, go down the list. We're not looking for just clients here. What we're doing is we're looking to service an industry and through us proving to the group and, you know, to people in general over and over again that we know what we're doing and that we can produce results, buyers will come out of that. It's the law of reciprocity. All we're doing is we're giving, 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 and then eventually it'll be our turn to receive. But until then, that's okay. That's what we're doing is we're giving. And like you said, it's not like, it's not like we're doing this out of charity. We're not billionaires who just don't have anything better to do. Like this is legitimately our business, but what we're doing is we are authentically sharing the information that we understand and that we know and that we've literally spent decade learning, producing, spending thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, trial and error, putting all this stuff together. And we're sharing that with the group because we understand that people's livelihoods are on the line. And just because you can't pay us, you know, what I, what I mean to, to work with us personally doesn't mean that you don't deserve to put food on your family's table, pay for the rent or, you know, for, furthermore, buy your dream house, you know, send your dream car, you know, buy the luxury watch that you want, whatever it is. Just, you, you know, what I mean, our mission here is to really take what we know and share it in a consumable fashion with everybody that wants to be a part of our group. Um, Booms, anything to add on that? No, dude, that was super hot fire flame. <laughs> like locked it lock, absolutely um dialed in at the end of it all um we understand that our biggest power source is our people and the more we can help people win like you say uh rick and it, it's just it's just a matter of time before you know somebody who is just like casually going through the group you know either a decides to to work with us or b says you know like holy shit i'm going to die by this group because these guys have you know although i may not have bought from bought from them they're providing me value day in and day out and things that are actually having a real impact on our life if you go through our group bro you'll see that it's not like all hype stuff now recently we've been putting out a lot of trainings and things like that that's just because we want to establish to our members that we know what the hell we're talking about. And uh, you'll see that the content, like for instance, that I posted today, you're going to see content like this where it's more personalized. It's more like, um, you know, it, it's like a real attention to detail and an, or rather an attention to, um, you know, who like our members it's, it's real, it's real uh, content that 
we are implementing and acting on every single day in our lives that we're sharing with you because it's had some sort of improvement, impact, result or outcome on our lives we want to share with other people. So, it, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, it's, you know, coming into the Facebook group, you know, you, you get information, you maybe go down our funnel because it's a right fit to work with each other. And then we end up working with each other, but you can also just hang out in the group, participate, engage, and still come out with a lot of really cool shit uh, to implement in, in life and in your business and stuff. Yeah. And that's, dude, that's, that, that's what I've seen. I mean, I guarantee you anybody who listens to this has been approached by some sort of marketing agency. Like, Hey, like I'll, I'll sell you leads. Right. And it, they're all like, we, we all have that question. How good are these leads? How good are, how good are you to generate these leads? And one of the things that I've noticed that really stuck out to me is the fact that uh, I've seen Tyler on there. I've seen your posts on there, Boomer, I've seen Coda and Jordan posts on there. And it's actual like legitimate stuff, like the amount of transparency that you guys bring to the table. It's like you, you guys said it. There, there is no secret, right? Yeah, yeah. We have nothing to hide. I mean, realistically, Rick, like the the way that this thing works is you can easily go search on YouTube or Google, how can I make a Facebook ad? And you yeah. can follow a step by step format to place that ad and get that ad set. And you might be able to set up a little system for yourself. And that's great. We recommend that to anyone who's trying to do lead gen is like, be resourceful. You know what I mean? Like learn your shit. And if you don't have money to spend on an agency or a course, like there's a lot of free information out there. All you have to do is be resourceful. But with that being said, you know, when we share things inside the group, like, you know, results that we're getting for our clients or, you know, looking to add accounts and stuff like that, like that is actually what people pay for. People don't pay us to set up systems and, and do the lead gen for them necessarily. They pay for our experience in this field. They pay for the combined 30 plus years of marketing experience between our team. They pay for the combined 150 million plus dollars in advertising that we spent online, actual money. And they, they pay for that because that right there, you can't just generate from buying a course. You can't go buy a marketing course and go, oh, I know this as well as these. Because until you actually have skin in the game, like marketing is all about testing. And so what we want to do is we want to, and this is why we have like the hot seats in the group and stuff like that. We want to actually take a look at somebody like we did with Cheyenne last week. And we looked at her marketing and there were like 150 things wrong with it. But we got to spend 30 minutes pinpointing out a couple of the main ones that she can implement right now. And I guarantee you when she goes and implements it, she's going to watch her results. I mean, just her results from where she's at to where she's going just with the stuff we gave her. It should no joke 10 to 20x what she's doing, at least 10 to 20x. Um, and so we want to do that kind of stuff. And did Cheyenne pay us? No. But did she pay us in, in ways other than monetarily? Yes. Yeah, she paid us with her time. She's engaging in the group. She's being a fan of what, you know, what we do. And that's what we're asking for. We're not asking for the world to come and pay us money. All we're asking is that if people are part of this group, just engage with us. You know what I mean? Let us know what we're putting out there is valuable because we don't sit down and make money every, you know, when we sit down with Cheyenne. What we're doing is we're just proving to the group and we're giving value to people that are actually wanting to consume it. And our biggest win here is if tomorrow, if 20 people posted inside the group, we took what with you guys have Cheyenne, we implemented in our marketing and this week we're starting to crush it. That would make us freaking elated to hear. Like Huge. that's the goal. Yeah. And I would say, I would say to add on top of that, it's like, 
you know, we grow with our clients. Like the, per, the person who's dialing, who's calling you up, hitting you on LinkedIn, hitting you, you know, on IG saying, Hey man, saw that you're a door to door salesman. Like I got a list of a hundred people who are qualified, whatever. Like I'll sell you a list. Like, that's the cheapest way to get off in this industry. That is the cheapest way to get off. Dude, I, Tyler and I could go out and get a list of 10,000 right now in the next 30 minutes and go offer and, and like go freaking uh, try to pawn it off on people, dude. And, and the shitty part comes, about that, Booms, just to hop in real quick, is yeah. like the reason why that works is because the door-to-door reps who buy these shitty-ass lists don't know any better. They're like, fuck, I need leads right now. I'm desperate. Yeah. I need to do this. And that freaking, <laughs> that dude on the, on, the, on, on the agency side of things is such a little scammer that they're yeah. down to sell them a shit-ass list knowing that they're not going to reap any rewards from that list just to get their, you know, just well, to cover their, you know, their, their paycheck. Yeah, well, it's dishonor, man, and it's, it's slimy. And that's why, like, we take a complete opposite of approach to that man when we sign you up we encourage you can like work with us for at least 90 days i mean you can peel out whenever um if it's just not a fit and obviously we make everything right on on our end but like dude uh clients that stick with us like we have a we have a chance to grow with you and really go deep and scientific with what is going what is bringing you results like we learn who you are as people how you communicate how you um operate in business like what time of day is best to freaking you know reach you at like there's so much more that goes into it um that that makes the 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 relationship and the results greater and greater and greater as time goes on um, that we're actually focusing on. So the, 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 the person who's selling you leads, man, just be wary of it. I mean, yeah, if you got somebody, a VA who can call these leads, awesome. It probably doesn't hurt, but you know, if you're calling cold calling all of these people and you're doing it yourself, man, you might be wasting your time. It's still a positive action because you're moving forward to some degree, but that, that, agency owner quote unquote might not have your best interest in mind because you have to remember he's also trying to put food on his table pay for his bills and stuff like that in you know this freaking pandemonium going on mm. so you know i think the key is, is that we we develop relationships with our clients we grow with you like we will will test um obviously we'll implement what we know works and then you know depending on your offer depending on the 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 audience or the time frame or whatever the case we're you know hypersensitive to that information and we're always tweaking and we're always like you know uh making the process better for that individual person and everybody's different too we can't just sell a package fucking deal to somebody and they'd be like all right that's good to go because everyone's different even if they're in, you know, the same industry. Like it just varies person to person and you have to yeah. uh, adapt and, and honor that, you know? And to, to, to add into this super quick too, it's like, I think it's important to recognize that if you're putting all of your eggs and this is a big, just business principle for those of you who are listening. Um, I know a lot of you guys are in the door to door field. Um, and so you're definitely like, you have that entrepreneurial hustle in mind, but it's more like an entrepreneurial thing where you get to do your own thing within a company. And, um, and this is going to be big. And I wish I learned this way earlier. If you put all of your eggs into one basket, 
So for example, the whole door-to-door community, every single person who was only relying on knocking doors, the second that the stay-at-home order was in place, what happened to your business? Your business tanked because you didn't have processes and systems set up and all your eggs were in one basket. And that's not even your fault. That's literally just leadership trickle down from whoever's, you know, in your company, they didn't have systems and processes set up and they didn't have the education or they didn't even think they needed it set up. And now you're in a position in which now you have no, now, now you have no lead flow. Or for example, right now, if you're an agency or you do lead gen of some sort, and the only thing you do is Facebook advertising. The second that policy changes with Facebook and Facebook is always changing. Mm-hmm. The second that something changes and it doesn't fit the mold that you're used to running in, what happens to your lead flow? It goes through the, you know what I mean? It goes through the floor again, like it drops again. And so point being is this, no matter what you're doing, whether you're on the receiving end of these leads and you're knocking doors or you're on the agency side of things like Boomer and I are, you have to be able to get multifaceted in producing lead flow. And if you don't, just know that the day is coming in which your lead flow is going to stop for some reason or another. And if you don't have something in place or multiple other systems and sources in place, you're gonna be stuck in a really shitty position where you don't know how you're gonna cover next month's rent. You're not gonna make next month's carpet. You know what I mean? Like these are really crappy spots to be in. So what we're trying to do consistently is not only do we have systems and processes that work for platforms like Facebook, YouTube, Google, et cetera, but we're, we're always, like we were saying, we're always exploring other methods of lead gen for our clients and for ourselves because we don't ever want to rely on one or two things. We want a consistent, we want an ability tomorrow if Facebook shuts down as a company to immediately transition our clients to other different forms of lead gen and have their leads come in like candy, like nothing happened because it's not their fault that Facebook shut down, right? And it's our job to continue to produce results for them. So that's a big principle, man. I wish I learned that earlier because it's so easy and it doesn't even have to be in this space. It could be in anything in your life to put all your eggs in one basket and rely on that thing so much, knowing that one day there's volatility involved and it can break. Mm. Ooh, shit. Damn. Drop the mic. Yeah, dude, for real. (laughs) How the hell do we follow that up, Boomer? I don't know. You're the podcast guy. Damn. But it's, it's true, man. Like it, um, and I honestly, I've, I've been on the receiving end cause I mean on a lot of these just be for that same reason, I put all my eggs in one basket. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I know for a fact, I'm not the only one in this situation. Um, a lot Definitely of- not. And it's not even your fault. Like a lot of people, including, you know, us in different ways in the past, like Boomer and I, we fall into this space where it's like, damn, I'm stuck in, in between a rock and a hard place. And like, I, it's not even my fault. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's literally not just my fault. It's just a, dude. Exactly. You're just caught up in circumstance. But it's like, what do we do to build out of this? And what's the big life, business, everything principle that we can learn from this experience? Exactly. Yeah. So, dude, with that, I mean, and in, in, in my mind, as you were talking, I'm just playing everything out, right? So just speaking out loud, I mean, if, if Facebook were to go down, I mean, think about putting your egg all in one basket, right? So right now, knocking, what, this, this is what I should have done, right? Knock, put some money into Facebook. Once those started kicking, start starting, you know, started to do really well, start trickling that into maybe some YouTube, maybe some, some other sort of like ads, right? That way, just in case one shuts down, like you said, 
that one closes that one closes down you just go into the next one right it's like sales right everybody has objections mm-hmm. that, that's something you that's something you cannot um that's something it, it's, it's just part of it right shit will happen it's just a matter of how you roll up how you roll with the punches and how you move on to the next thing it's going to determine the level of success right and if we look at it as, as a business standpoint right you got guys like warren buffett right all these super wealthy dudes they don't have all their eggs in one basket they, they start to diversify which is i think the biggest thing that i'm taking away from this is diversifying where you're getting your leads from diversify where your business is coming in you can't just rely on one avenue because if that shuts yeah. down, you're fucked yeah if you're a door knocker like this is great because like one of the things that Boomer and I's mentor Mark taught us is like, you have to hone in on one thing and get really freaking good at that thing. Because if you hone into that one stream, there are a bunch of other streams that start spreading from that one stream. So for you guys as door knockers, get really fucking good at door knocking and make your commissions. But when your commissions come in, don't go blow that on your, whatever you you like to blow that on, take a portion of that, go blow it on shit that you want you deserve because you worked hard for that. But take a portion of that and reinvest, like you're saying, Rick, into Facebook advertising, YouTube and Google advertising, like play around with other platforms and other lead gen methods, hire VA on for a month, see what they can do in regards to cold calling, whatever it is, but play around with it because that's just technically you reinvesting into yourself anyway, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you're spending that money solely to benefit your future self. And if you scale it properly, like most door-to-door salesmen, saleswomen should be able to take a process like this where they're taking a percentage of their commission and reinvesting that into either A, education, or B, ad spend, or C, fill in the blank. But they got to, you got to be always striving and willing to reinvest to get to the next level. Yeah. And one thing I'll just cherry on top of this, Tyler, is uh, when, say, so say I'm a door-to-door rep listening right now and and I wanted to take action. I have been getting some dope commissions and I want to take the next step. Well, if you're thinking about, and I'm not saying that this is the next step, but if you're thinking about executing on something like Tyler said, which is hiring a VA to call additional people, which I think is a great idea. You know, you might want to consider hiring that person on before you uh, before you start to reach capacity. Does that make sense? Before you get to the point to where you're so busy, you're like, I should probably hire somebody. It's already too late. So if, if you're thinking about this, do what we like to call, here's another principle, and we just like principle bombs, but it's called minimum maximum. And essentially what you can do is you can test that VA out for you know a, a week have him call 500 leads and if there's a turnout, if he can set an appointment for you and it's worth it and you come out cash positive, that's probably a good idea to implement and explore a little bit deeper, right? So, you know, you hire somebody before you think you need to um, because by the time you need to, it's going to be way too late. And the best way we've found to do that is to just get somebody started, get them rolling on some task that, you know, maybe you can't fulfill on yourself, but is very still high priority. Right. And see what comes of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boobs. I think dude, you hit that on the head. Like so many people in general just aren't thinking about their future and about what could be down the pipeline yeah. that when it happens, they're like, Oh shit, this happened. But it's like what we try to do with our business 
Rick, is we try to be so intentional about this to where we're trying to do our best to literally predict the future, good and bad, so that when things happen, we're already, it's like we already have the vaccination or whatever fucking shit's happening. We already knew that was coming down the line. Yeah. When we reach our capacity, we already have another marketing guy behind the scenes that can help Jordan out with the campaigns. When we reach our, you know what I mean? When our VAs reach their capacity, they already have a couple of people that want to come on as teammates to learn the processes to begin helping fulfill for our clients. You know what I mean? Like we're not, we're, we're doing our best consistently to always put ourselves in the position of, we knew this was coming. Therefore, we already have this ready. Like we have a promo cycle that we have, that we have coming up for the group next month. Um, and we're going to be doing some really cool things. But with that being said, it's going to take 20 to 40 hours minimum of planning and writing and promotion on our end to, in order to actually have this work in the group and have people actually get high value from it. So instead of waiting until a few days before next month to do that, we already predict that we're going to be fucking crazy busy with clients next month because we already are right now. It's only getting crazier. So we don't want to leave it to them. We're actually going to spend hours, a couple hours a day, you know, for the next couple of days, building out this entire promotional cycle, the copy, the graphics, everything that we need, anticipating that by the time we're ready to launch this next month, we literally will have less time than we have right now to work on it. So it's not a surprise that, you know, by the time that happens and when we launch it and then we, when we get good results from it and you know what I mean, we got what we want out of this thing and people are getting what they want as well. We're going to be like, well, duh, we've been planning this thing for a month already. Like, obviously this is what's happening. But like Boomer said, like just being thoughtful about like thinking down the pipeline, not getting yourself in the position of, oh shit, this is happening. So now I have to react. You're planning on all this stuff ahead of time as much as you can so that you can, you can almost like prophesize like what the next thing might be. Boom. That's what it is. I mean, dude, I mean, okay, again, this is just me thinking out loud, right? Everybody knows, or there, there's this thing, right, that everybody who's successful, they're like, oh, I want to invest in real estate. You, this, this is essentially an investment for your future, right? To start generating, because why, why do people invest in real estate? Oh, because you're going to get cash flow, all these different things, like this typical Grant Cardone uh, BS that just trickles down from wherever, but it's essentially, this is the same thing. This is generating you business. This is generating you money, a higher return on, on your investment. So, and it just, again, back to what Boomer was saying, you know, it's just being prepared, right? One, one, one of the biggest things that I mean, I've taught my reps and I've, you know, I've taught a lot of people, it's simple things, proper preparation prevents poor performance, right? The more you're prepared, the less likely you are to, you know, suck at what you're doing, right? It's it's not like you can flip the switch and expect for things to work, right? Like as soon as this whole coronavirus thing and the stay-at-home order was issued, it's not like you can flip the switch and say, I'm going to move everything to there. No, because there, there's a learning curve, right? You can't just expect mm -hmm. to pick it up in one day. You have to be, you have to have it in play for when that does happen. So then, yeah, you're able to flip that switch and move yeah. everything to that. Totally. I, and you say, and you say, uh, learning curve, Rick, like when there's a learning curve and you have to make a drastic decision in a short amount of time, what is like the number one thing you think you can do? Address, address, dude, I, I, I would go all in. That was, that, that would be literally everything that would be my focus until I got it down. I would do everything that I could to make sure that I shorten that curve. 
Absolutely, dude. And like the number one way to go absolutely all in on whatever it is, man, that you want to get good at is to find somebody who is already dominating that space, who is doing, you know, incredible things. Like if, if you saw somebody and you're like, oh man, I would love to do that, you know, have that skill set or whatever. If there, there, it's more than likely now, like now more than ever, dude, that that person has some way, shape or form that they're teaching you how to go out and do that thing. And so latch on if you're in a learning curve right now, um, and I'm speaking to the reps, I'm speaking to the reps, the sales companies, if you're in a learning curve right now, latch on to somebody that is, that is doing, uh, who is creating the results that you want to create and adopt their process, you know, start thinking like them, start moving like them, start acting like them. And when you become, you know, that thing, then that's when, that's when everything changes. That's when you start you know, instead of being, uh, unconsciously incompetent, um, as I guess the, the saying goes, but instead of having that like incompetence, like you realize that there's more to learn and you start grasping it faster and faster and faster and faster until, you know, maybe you, you have to learn marketing yourself, but you just took a freaking crash course in Corona times and coming out of it, now you have wisdom so that you can go and bring on an agency or hire people to do it in-house. And you have that, that experience, that wisdom you know, in a shorter amount of time because you latched on to somebody who is already doing it. And you paired that with going all in, like you said. Exactly. Exactly. Was there anything you wanted to add to that, Tyler? Oh, no, no, no. I... To be honest, I had something and I, you, I, you I did, forgot. Yeah, I, just, so, I kept it, rolling, the, dude. The, the thought is just fleeting. We're <laughs> in flow state right now. Dude, story of my life, man. Story of my life. But yeah, dude, I mean, honestly, dude, I, I respect the hell out of what you guys are doing. I really do. Because it's something that is so valuable. So valuable and it's something that nobody's doing. Right? People Thank say you. they're doing it, right? Like the amount of, like you said, the amount of people in this industry that get hit up like honestly i'm at the point where i don't even accept friend requests on linkedin and and facebook because i know as soon as i do i'm gonna get a dm saying hey this is what i'm doing do you want to buy this you want to buy that i'm like dude man i'm tired of this shit like if, <laughs> if, 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 if you're gonna add me like like it's like dude, say hello like yeah, take hello. me out to dinner first bro dude like <laughs> They're worse than me trying to get laid on a Saturday night. Like, at least buy me a drink first. You get yeah, a message. It's like, funny. hey, first name. It's not even your name. It says first name in brackets because oh the software God. didn't work. It's like, <laughs> we have an opportunity for you. No, dude, I think it's – and if you're an agency and you're listening to this and you're competing with us, let me tell you, number one, we've got some firepower. All right? We've got a lot of firepower. And uh, we, we're out for blood. Like we want to help our people. We're going to crush it and we're freaking going. But I will say that um, it's so vital to differentiate yourself. Differentiate. It's so di important. Man. Differentiate yourself, man. Whether you're a rep, a sales company, a freaking agency or whatever the case, like if you can make your stand out and really like come from an authentic tone, 
And dude, I've sat and I've thought about this for hours and hours and hours. And I've always thought that I had to be on my A game and I had to say all the right things and in the perfect sequential order and all of this stuff. But now it's more of just like a feeling that I approach conversations with. It's like, hey man, like I would love this, but I don't need, like I would love to work with you, but I don't need to, you know? And it's just like, really that chops you down or chops everything down and neutralizes it so that you can get to the root of the of the cause of the problem how you can serve that person and just have a genuine overall conversation with that person that's why i hate these automated messages hell dude i'll tell you we even send out automated messages but that automated message sounds like it came from a freaking human not a robot <laughs> exactly i mean you boomers hit the nail on the head it's like no matter what you're doing, how do you differentiate yourself from your competition, other people that are in your space doing the exact same thing? And um, I think a strategy that you guys can take that you can implement right away, whether you're a rep or anything, like you, you could just be just a normal, average, everyday person, not have anything to do, to do with door-to-door, but this will work for you as well. If you have something that you want to get really good at, what I would do is I would find a couple people in that space, like Boomer said, that are really good at those things. But I go um, a step deeper and I'd start really putting like a marketing hat on or a learning hat on. And I'd look at them, their branding, their systems, the way they operate, the way that their funnels work, the way that their website works. I look at everything as if I'm dissecting it like a CSI crime scene. And I would take note on everything and I would put my learning cap on and start implementing what I see. Right. So like right now you guys are door to door rep and listen to this and you're like, damn, I wish I, I wish I sold shit like Pessie did. Right. Cause Pessie's like one of the big guys that at least I know of, um, in the space and people are like, yeah, I wish I did stuff like Pessie did. So does every other rep in the world. But what does Pessie do that you don't? Can you start dissecting his, his branding? Can you start dissecting his processes? Can you start dissecting his team? Can you start dissecting his website? What can you do based off of the content that he posts on social? Like, what can you learn from all of these things? Instead of just being a consumer, a gluttonous social media consumer like everyone else, where it's just like, fuck, just feed me the feed. I'll go on autopilot. Just feed me the feed. Like, feed the feed. Be, <laughs> be conscious about this shit and like, go, what can I learn from this? How can I dive into this and learn? Because you're going to, you know, what, what, no matter what you're doing, there's someone out there that you can model that's doing it better. Um, and so why don't, why not model that? Why not actually put on a learning cap and instead of just being unconscious while you're going through their shit, like be conscious about it and learn from it and see what you can implement. And that, that alone will probably get you more results than going Huge. through a course that they sell or fuck, you know what I mean? Like dissecting this shit for yourself and learning firsthand with an idea, with an intention of doing it, will, will it, it'll do, it'll do wonders for you really well. And, yeah. and that, and that'll get that'll get you further ahead than trying to figure out even how to do it on your own. If you just took somebody's model and you're like, okay, I'm going to dissect this. I'm going to make it look as close to this as possible. Dude, leaps and bounds, like overdoing it on your own. I would say that's the high, that's the highest rate you can get results for yourself is modeling another person. Uh, uh, above that is paying somebody to either mm -hmm. show you how to do it and be hands-on with you or to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And guys, I mean, I mean, this, this stuff is so readily available, right? We see ads everywhere. Like I can't go two stories on my Instagram without seeing an ad, right? I can't scroll up without seeing something on, on Facebook. If you really want to know, there are ads literally in front of you just <laughs> all the time. 
Just literally click on them. I mean, the, so the, the, the person who's paying for the ad are already paid for it to be there. Just click it. Read yeah. it. See, see learn it. what makes it. Just learn from it, you know? Mm-hmm. There, there is literally no excuse. And if, and if I mean, if you're doing it yourself, because for a while I was doing most of my marketing, um, most of my online stuff is differentiate yourself. Back to what Boomer mm-hmm. was saying, right? Just the same way you, you would talk to somebody, the same way you would crack a joke, find a way to crack a stupid joke in, in, in an email or in an ad, right? Like throw in like something of toilet paper, right? Say like just as important as toilet paper or this is mm. way more there, valuable. There it is, Dude, right? We have, bro, we, we, uh, I was going to say, we just stole that idea, Rick, right from you immediately right now. We're going to have toilet paper in our very next ad. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude, and you know what, man? Like be authentic. Like I think this issue with ads now, like ads in the beginning, there are so few companies and people posting them that when you posted it, it could be a piece of shit and you convert. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what the exact stats are, but when people first started advertising on Facebook, I don't know what year that was, maybe 2010, 2011 or something like that. The shittiest piece of shit ad that would never convert today is doing like 80% conversions back in 2010, 2011. Unspeakable numbers. But it's just because no one knew what it was back then. Now and today, when we're oversaturated with not only ads, but let's be honest, terrible ads all the time um, that make you want to cringe and literally they don't make you want to buy. Instead, they make you look at that brand and go, I will never buy from that brand. Most ads do that today. And so since we're oversaturated with all that shit, like we're used to turning our brains off. So what advertising has turned into is dehumanizing an actual really human conversation. So your job as a marketer or as a door-to-door rep or as anyone who's looking to advertise is really at the end of the day, just one thing. And that's to humanize the offer that you have between yourself and the person that's reading your ad or watching your ad through a piece of technology that automatically dehumanizes your message. So you have to be that much more relatable and personable and transparent through your advertising at another level because you're already going through a median that people disengage from naturally when it comes to advertising. So um, hopefully that's a good tip though, man. You got to humanize. Like you can't just be, like Boomer said this earlier, like you can't just rely on robotic messaging to think that you're going to be able to do some something significant through that. It's just, it rarely works. Exactly. Gosh, man. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I see ads all the time and i'm like that is so stupid cringe yeah it's like oh my gosh like this is so set up it's like just i i I feel like once i see these ads i start to criticize like okay you guys should have done this better like like especially video ads is like dude come on just just take a few extra seconds and make it look more (laughs) real yeah Yeah. man like loosen up your belt a little bit bro like geez man your shirt's tucked in you look like you can't freaking breathe like your eyes are about to pop out of your head and you're like hey if you're a door-to-door salesman come on like give me a break (laughs) give me a break (laughs) oh shit i'm having fun with this dude this is this is great i hope i hope some of our behind the scene or our pre call interview maybe it makes like uh, a blooper reel at the end or something i don't know maybe it's just something that you send back to us because i we're we're hot we're feeling hot dude i, I feel like I, I i may just find a way to plug it into the end i mean if, if, if we're doing no video it doesn't matter i can just plug it in wherever 
Yeah, chop it in there, yeah. dude. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've covered some good stuff. I mean, shit, dude. I here here's the beautiful part. I know that you you had a couple questions and stuff that you wanted to ask us. I don't even know if we covered those because we just been so down a rabbit hole. But is there are there any like are there any things that you wanted answered specifically on the show today, Rick, that we didn't we didn't get to? Dude, I I feel like we covered it all. We covered ODK, what the mission was. And I mean, dude, we, we dove into a lot of things like that will actually that are actually valuable, right? With these podcasts, I really just like to open it up to you guys because you guys are the ones are the the experts in your field, right? I'm 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 just a hype man who just kind of guides the conversation where it needs to go. That's, you're that's a damn really good it. hype man, right? You're and a great you know hype what, man, dude. Like what we're doing with the group and what you're doing with your podcast are really similar. You're putting out a bunch of free content that all your your goal is not that. You know what I mean? Someone's going to listen to this and be like, damn, like I got to go buy something from Rick. You're like your goal is you're depositing great value to people as much as you possibly can, dude. And I appreciate you for that because um, people don't, p- people might just listen to this and it might just be a part of their routine, but they don't understand like the, the what you go through to produce something like this That's and get lot. something like this out there. Um, and so, man, if you haven't heard it enough, which you probably haven't, even if you've heard it a lot, man, I just want to say thank you for, for putting this together, dude, because the world needs more of this, especially right now. You turn left, you turn right, you turn up and you turn down and all you hear about is negative bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, any source of positivity, whether it be podcasting, TV shows, whatever it is, any sort of positivity that you can consume, I think it's more crucial than ever right now to consume it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing what I can. I'm just doing, yeah, that's what, what I know to do. I, I know how to make memes. I know how to make <laughs> people laugh. I'm a lot funnier than, well, I think I'm funnier than I think, wait, hold on. I'm funnier. <laughs> I think I'm funnier than I really am. There we go. Perfect, and, dude. And I can barely speak English, so there we go. <laughs> oh, man, us too. It's yeah, hump dude, day, bro. Dude, hump day, my English goes right out the door, dude. I don't know what's up, down, left, cat, coffee table, blue sky, jibber-jabber. See, <laughs> I, I lose it. I lose it, and it's um, – dude, yeah, had a, lot of, had a lot of fun doing this. Rick, and then, yeah, to, I completely second what Tyler um, just said. You know, we've, we've been in the podcast space quite a while, and I know what it feels like to put out content, you know, that people engage with, but – Maybe you want it to be bigger than what it is at some point or whatever the case, but there are always people that listen to your show that derive value that makes their day a little bit better, that helps them out along the line, helps um, deepen their, their level of thinking, um, which is something that is highly, highly impactful. And although as a podcaster, like you don't always see that and you don't always have people reaching out and saying, Hey man, like you changed my life. Like just know that, these little micro deposits of value are impacting people at a real level. Dope. Thank you guys. So what I want to do is, I mean, we, we've talked enough and I feel like with everything you guys got going on, I'm, I'm just pushing everybody to your guys's page. Right. I'm cause I mean, if- Bro, that would be amazing. I mean, as many people as we can get invited to online door knockers on Facebook, um, the better. I mean, you, you, you guys will see it firsthand. All, all we got to do is convince you to join the group. Once you're in, as long as you're willing to go through the content, like hopefully that's enough in there that'll make you be like, okay, it's worth being inside this free Facebook group to learn all of this stuff. Um, it's a so yeah, man. free Facebook group. Like 
from guys who are like legitimately know what they're talking about. Like this, this is kind of stuff. And as, as much as I am in the entrepreneur, like self-help, I hate the entrepreneurial space. I hate it because everything is like, go and join my mastermind, pay to be in this, pay to be in that. It's all like, you're, you're basically just, they just ask for money to give you like little basic shit. You guys mm-hmm. are giving out like huge actual pieces of knowledge and value and it's for free. Like, I mean, obviously there's, you know, stuff that you guys want to eventually get business coming in from it, but you guys are willing to put out all the content and mm-hmm. just let the, let the content sell itself and let your service sell itself rather than like constantly like nagging, like buy my course, buy my course, buy this, buy this. Like, no, you guys are, you guys are the real deal. And I will push anybody to anybody who's doing the actual work and who's actually doing it right. Thanks, man. We super that appreciate that, Rick. Heck yeah, guys. So I guess we'll leave it at that, guys. Thank you so much for being on. And we'll, we'll definitely have to get all of us on, like with Coda and Jordan on, on, uh, on one of these here soon. Yeah, Heck yeah, dude. Be That'll party, be fun. Man. Dope, guys. All right. Well, guys, Tyler, Boomer, thank you so much for being on. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Ambition is priceless. That's something that's in your veins. And I doubt that ever change. Ambition is my shit. And I put that on my name. And I doubt that ever changed For my ambition Easy to dream a dream though it's harder to live it